This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Right, man on my left, uh, responsible in large part for why we're out here today. The voice of the Miami Heat, Eric Reed. Eric, thanks for sitting in with us. Thanks for having us, and uh, we're really appreciative of you two and uh, 790 The Ticket to come out here to be- beautiful Turnberry Isle. We love these two golf courses. Uh, we love the 58 foursomes that have come out to join us today to raise money for the Dade Schools Athletic Foundation and Lauren's Kids. And you two guys, two of my favorite writers turned broadcasters in all of South Florida. <laughs> I don't know about turn broadcaster, but <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take the writer part. You're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that either. I, did, I didn't go into that thinking that that was going to happen, but somehow it has. That's, huh? Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, in in case you haven't noticed, that that seems to be trending. That, yeah, yeah, it does. Writers turn broadcasters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has, yeah. Single-handedly sinking ESPN. It's all right. That's right. Yeah. On its own. Yeah. Uh, did you get out to play a little bit today? Did or no? not. Did not. I've, I've learned long ago that uh, the best shots I take are the ones I don't take. Uh, there, you <laughs> right. there you go. That makes sense. That's like my golf game. But I take those shots anyway. Yeah, I should have been out yeah. there. But, you know, we put a, t- a TV show together on the event, uh, and I get the great job of riding around, greeting all the foursomes, and uh, talking to some of our celebrity golfers. And it, it's interesting to put the camera on anybody before before taking a shot. Oh, Only one that wasn't bothered was Alonzo Mourning. He said, hey, I shot free throws at the Carrier Dome with 50,000 people. A camera while I tee off is not a problem. Who else you got out here today playing? Oh, there's a lot of guys. You know, we, Eric Woolworth, the president of the Heat. Uh, got a bunch of Heat broadcasters. Jax is here. Mike Inglis, Jose Pineda. A um, bunch of ex-Dolphins. Uh, Kerry Glenn. Um, uh, Keith Byers. There's a bunch of guys. Uh, I don't want to leave anybody out, but we we got a great turnout. Almost almost every group has a celebrity with them. Okay, nice. Uh, want to go to this this heat season? It feels like it's two seasons in one, basically. Uh, of all the years that you've covered, where does this one fit? Because it just yeah, I mean, big three seasons that were all the expectations. We talk about 2003, 2004 a lot, and kind of coming back from 0-7, and then obviously those very competitive teams in the late 90s. You've been around for all of them. Where where do you put this one? It's a great question. Every season takes on the personality of that, that specific team. This has been one of the most uh, surprisingly enjoyable seasons. Um, you know, at 11-30, and 30, it's funny, it, w- it was difficult to watch them lose night after night. Reminded me of the early years of the Heat playing their heart out. The Ron Ross seniors, those first three years. Remember how many nights played their tails off and would always lose at the end because in pro sports, the better team usually wins at the end of the game. And it would almost feel like you're losing twice um, because you get beat early, you come back, and then you get beat late. But, you know, this year's team, I'm so proud of, of, of the job that the coaching staff has done, the structure of the, you know, of all the years, Ethan, I think, this year, for, for some obvious reasons and some subtle reasons, I, I think it's illuminated the power of the Heat culture and the quality of the Heat coaching staff more than any other year. You talk about a recruiting tool for free agents. I mean, you see what a Wayne Ellington, a James Johnson, and a Dion Waiters have done, uh, not only embracing the Heat culture, but hanging in there when, when you were 19 under 500. 
everybody gets the max out of their ability. And in James Johnson's case, I mean, he's broken out of whatever box he was in in his career. He's never been used like, like Eric Spolster and the Heat are using him, and he's having a sensational year. I think he's the most improved player in the league. So I've enjoyed this season tremendously. Ethan, I almost feel like it's going to be four seasons in one. The first season, 11-30 and 30 and, and thinking, where are we going from here? Uh, the second season is the 23-5 and five run we just finished. The third season, these last 12 games, which will dictate how we feel about uh, the 82 games, and then hopefully the fourth season of a, of a 20th playoff appearance in 29 years. Eric, when you look at how this team operates and how they win and, and get down to picking an MVP, I have a hard time picking an MVP because I, I look at the team in three groups. I look at it as the backcourt with, with Waiters and Dragic. I look at the bench led by Johnson and Johnson, and then I look at Hassan. But is there one MVP of this team and why would, well, why would there be? If you had to pick one, I would go with Goran Dragic because I think he's the driving nightly force. Nobody plays harder than Goran. Um, I've seen very few NBA players in my 29 years that take winning and, and more importantly, losing more personally than he does. This guy was miserable at 11 and 30. So I, I think Dragic would be my MVP, but it's close. I think one of the one of the real stirring aspects of this team is there is no star system. It's as close a knit team as I remember. Um, these guys are really in it with each other. I heard a great story the other night when Waiters got hurt against Minnesota. He was in a little room in the locker room, either waiting for x-rays or had just taken an x-ray on his ankle. And uh, remember the scene from the movie Rudy where the Notre Dame players one by one put their jerseys on the coach's yep. desk? Yep. That was the scene. Everybody one by one came into that room uh, to say something to Dion. It's a very tightly knit group. It's a shame that injury happened because I think of all the surprising things about this midseason turnaround, uh, the pairing of waiters with Dragic, I think it's the biggest surprise of the year. They've become a viable, I think, first-rate starting backcourt. I think they've been the key to the offense turning around. because I call it NBA body punching because these two guys, no matter which one has the ball, they are driving it. Uh, they're either getting all the way to the basket and scoring, and more times they're such willing passers, they're drawing two defenders to them, and the ball movement begins. The open threes are dropping, and, and I think the penetration skills of, of both of those guards has really turned the heat around. One of the things uh, that also makes this season surprising, we're sitting here with Eric Reed out at Turnberry Isle and Aventura at the Reed Fiorentino Golf Classic. One of the things that makes this season so surprising, too, is coming into it, it was when we talked about what players had to step forward for you. There was a lot of conversation about Justice Winslow. There was a lot of conversation about Josh Richardson, the next step that they would take. Justice doesn't have an opportunity now to sort of build on that sort of a lost season with everything that happened with him with the injuries. Uh, but Josh Richardson does now this opportunity of the last uh, 12 games. You know, I heard you talking about him yesterday on air about how you know he's been a starter here he started 23 games earlier 22 games earlier this season what does he need to do now with Dion out in your opinion to to kind of keep this thing going well for the first thing he does whether whether he's starting or coming off the bench he's he's an excellent defender that's why he started the game last night so he could match up with CJ McCollum so he's going to bring that to the table I, I think what Josh is going to have to do, and everybody else is play a little bit better offensively because it, in missing waiters, you're, you're taking out a guy that not only was getting you five assists a game, but he was getting you 16 to 20 points every night. Um, 
So he's going to have to shoot the ball well and uh, hold up his end of the bargain offensively. But it's going to be a team thing, and I think it, from night to night, depending on the matchup, Spo may use Richardson or he may use Wayne Ellington. Um, I think last night what happened to the Heat, two things. You ran into, well, three things. You ran into a, a really hot and motivated team in Portland. That was the fifth game on a nine-day road trip. It was the second night of a back-to-back. On that trip, they blew out Atlanta. Uh, they won at San Antonio. Uh, this is a team I think is going to make the playoffs. I also think they made the best trade of the season in the NBA this year. We were just talking about I that. I cannot yeah. believe Denver gave up uh, uh, Nurkic and the number one pick, a guy on a rookie-scale contract. for. I like Mason Plumley, but his contract's expiring, uh, and they also get he's, an, he's five years older than Nurkic, and they gave up a number one pick. So hats off to Portland. I think they're a playoff team. Lillard had the best night of his season. And the Heat threes, which have been such a weapon for them, uh, they had open looks. They just didn't make them last night. Eric, uh, to go off the Heat a little bit, we, we've talked about Dwayne Wade and, and a lot, as, as you could imagine. Is there a part of you that feels badly for Dwayne? Not feels sorry for him, but feels badly for him because he's out for the season with, with, that, uh, with that elbow injury, although he could be back for the playoffs, or is it just you get what you deserve in this, in this league? Well, listen, I, I, I never would have anything but good feelings and uh, respect for Dwayne Wade. I, I think when it's all said and done, number three is going to be hanging from the rafters X number of years from now. Uh, he's going to be remembered, as he should be, as the greatest player in, in the history of this franchise. And think about what it's going to take for somebody to, to take that mantelpiece away from him. I mean, could you imagine somebody laying down 13 years like that, 12 all-star appearances, two Olympic medals, Five trips to the finals, three championships. That's that's mind-boggling what he did. We had the, the great privilege and, and pleasure of, of witnessing all of it. And it's ending up on, on whatever note it will. Uh, I had two great visits with Dwayne this year, uh, both times in Chicago. Um, I think he's dealing with the reality and the ramifications of, of the decision that, that he made. Um, but I think when it's all said, and I feel badly that he got hurt. It, injuries are always difficult when they end your season. I think it's more difficult when you're nearing the age of 36, suffer an elbow injury on your shooting arm. Uh, but I, I wish Dwayne nothing but the best. And uh, when he's done, I can't wait for that night when, when number three goes up to the rafters. So how does this thing play out right now? If you were to call it, we know Atlanta's likely going to be the five seed. So we're really talking about six, seven, and eight. How do you think this plays out? I have no idea. I, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you, I, really, anybody that tells you they know is, is guessing. Um, you know, I've been shocked at the way Milwaukee's played down the stretch. I, everybody's talking about coach of the year. I'll tell you what, Jason Kidd's building a case for himself. They lost Jabari Parker. Uh, Beasley goes down with an injury as well. They get Middleton back. All of a sudden, Thon Makers, their guy in the middle. Greg Monroe's playing great. Adetokounmpo is terrific. They've had some surprising road wins, and they're going to have to keep doing that to get in. But, uh, listen, Milwaukee, uh, the Heat game at Detroit next week is going to be huge. Remember last year it came down to the last night, that crazy last night when the Heat lost in Boston and wound up with the number three seed? They ended up getting what they wanted. Exactly. So I think it's going to come down to the last night of this regular season as well. And you can't ask for that. You know, you could ask for more. You could ask for a a team full of stars, and and you know you're ticketed uh, to play in late June. But I don't think you, as a fan base, and certainly as a – Speaking personally as a broadcaster, I love this season. We're, we're playing an 82-game schedule, and every single game is meaningful. That, that's a winning situation right there. 
Yeah, hey, uh, Eric, tell us about uh, about Lauren's kids and and the the charity that that you and uh, and Tony are helping out here with your with, with your golf tournament. Well, you know, it started out with with the Dade Schools Athletic Foundation, and you know, maybe fifteen, sixteen years ago, uh, two former Heat players, Keith Askins and Bimbo Coles, were doing a golf tournament to benefit Dade Schools Athletic Foundation. And at a certain point, uh, when their careers were moving in different directions, they handed that over to Tony and I. And for two years, we did a golf tournament out at Mikasuki, and uh, it was a, a small event, but we were raising money and awareness about what DSAF is doing, and we're into that charity because we know how important high school athletics are for a- any community, and this is our community in Dade County, and, and the Dade County high schools need help in keeping their athletic programs uh, you know, afloat and viable and, and making sure equipment, tutoring from A to Z DSAF is, is really helping out high school athletes in Dade. So we're really proud to, to help those people. Um, maybe 10 years ago, we got involved. Tony was had a friendship with Ron Book, uh, the famous lobbyist here in South Florida, and maybe now more well-known for the work he's done with his daughter, Lauren Book. Lauren's Kids is an organization that Lauren Book formed. Um, her story is well-known. She's written some books about it, including, uh, uh, you know, Don't Be Afraid to Tell. So I think that's the title of the book. Um, she was victimized and sexually abused by the nanny that lived in her home for years as a child growing up. And uh, that woman is behind bars now. And, and Lauren has taken this tremendous adversity growing up under that, that pressure and, and in, in those circumstances. And she's turned it into her life's work. She's now a senator at a plantation in Florida. She's in Gainesville right now. Her and her dad are, have already enacted laws to punish sexual offenders. Um, and I think even more important than that, not to diminish that, but they've put curriculums in schools, starting in elementary school. Um, it's Okay to Tell is the name of the book, and it's an important lesson for, for kids of all ages to understand that this is out there and how they can avoid it. So it, it's brought a lot of victims sort of out, out of the, the closet, so to speak. A lot of people keep this to themselves, and, and I think Lauren, through her work, her walks through the state, uh, people have come out, they've stepped forward. Uh, people are, that have been abused are healing together, and they're also trying to help prevent it in others. So it's a, tough, it's a tough situation, but each year we have a dinner and a golf tournament that raise awareness. Each year at the dinner, people give some really heartfelt and compelling speeches. And one of the things I love about the dinner is each year we honor four, uh, four people in South Florida. We, we name these four awards. We got terrific South Florida icon names behind them. We give out a Sonny Hirsch Award for sports broadcasting. This year, Kim Camper was the recipient. We give out the Don Shula Sports Legend Award. This year, Jack Nicklaus was the honoree. And Coach Shula himself has been at our dinner maybe seven, eight years in a row presenting the award. We give out a Jim Mandich Award for courage and commitment. Uh, Jim got the award right before he passed away. It was his last public appearance. I don't think we'll ever have a more emotional moment at our dinner than that one was. And now, unfortunately, Jim passed away, but one of his sons uh, is always at the dinner to help present that award. And we give it a Ted Arison Community Service Award as well. So it's it's a great night, and these are two great events because we know we're helping, you know, two very deserving groups of, of kids, and it's also great to shine the light on, on the people that make South Florida the great place that it is. Well, we want to thank you for all the work that you do here in the community and also for uh, just your consistency all these years. I don't know how you do it, man. I don't know. <laughs> Every you, night. You know what it is? Uh, I, I feel like I spent uh, the last 40 years as a basketball announcer and certainly the last 29 years with the Heat. 
I just keep getting ready for the next game. And, and somehow, you know, all these years have passed, and now all I'm thinking about is, wow, I haven't done any work for the Phoenix game tomorrow night. I, I, got, I got some midnight oil to be burning. That's all right. Marquise Chris, <laughs> yeah. study up. Yeah, tomorrow night, Eric, we, we will be on another, uh, what, great Miami Heat NBA adventure. There you right? go. There buddy. we go. They all are. <laughs> That's it. That's it. All right. Thanks for joining Thank us. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you being here. Absolutely. We'll be right back on 790 The Ticket. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.